Hello, welcome to the Underscore Game. I'm your host, Rob. Welcome to the Age of Sigmar Monday show in a very lonely, uh, <laughs> lonely Monday show. All of the crew are busy today, so it's just me today, which is going to be great. Love to everyone for tuning in live. Thank you very much. This is Monday night, so normally on the Monday night show, uh, I hang out with... Uh, the wonderful Mr. Nathan Prescott, who's away this week. James, who's away this week. And also Dan, who is currently on set of, I think, if I'm right, the new series of Red Dwarf. I don't think that's the case, but maybe. <laughs> but that's okay, because none of them wanted to talk about the content we're going to be talking about anyway, which is the Age of Sigmar Six Nations list review. Okay, so this is kind of a, this is kind of a me territory thing anyway. Uh, so uh, there we go. So that's what we're, that's going to be the point of today's show. If you are watching this back on YouTube, this is live on Twitch, and I'm hanging out with Gitly and T-Man Cash and Guy and Plymouth Troll Slayers and Bobbin and RK Sanders. <laughs> uh, now there is. Uh... <laughs> How does it feel for all the people you have not asked to join the Monday Show this week? I like the people that I like. Is what I'm going to say, Gitly, and I make no bones about it. Anyway, anyway, so if you're not aware, we're going to be talking about Six Nations. Uh, if you listen to the podcast, big love to you. Uh, there'll be a link in the show notes to uh, the PDF so you guys can follow along at home or you can uh, have a read up yourself. This is all a precursor to the Age of Sigma Six Nations event this weekend, which we'll be doing live coverage of. Now, this is a pretty big deal, actually, for me as a content creator, because about, uh, was it two years ago? Whenever the last time we went to six before um it might have been close to three years ago previously uh when we went and did the live coverage of this because this is building up to something pretty magnificent for me uh the t sports network and also you as an audience all of us we have been on this journey together now for a few years where we started out doing coverage of one table then we started doing two tables then we comfortably got up to four tables uh we got into the um uh we went to six nations but six nations is an eight-man team event very very hard very very hard to do coverage of because we're going to have to stream all eight tables at once so the super series and also doing uh, event coverage where we've did four tables at once like we did at war on the heartlands and bobo etc etc is something that we've been working on as a team uh perstek heath roban uh hello perstek uh, that we've been working on loads to get to this stage where we'll be able to cover eight matches at once and showcase what seems to be uh, a team format. Now, there's a really, really great question, and another show I'm going to do in the future is whether or not eight-man team format events are really, really good to watch. I mean, I'm going to know much better after this weekend, but this weekend will be uh, our first time to talk about it. So has anyone got any questions about the Six Nations format? I'm going to describe it really simply and quickly to start with, and then um, uh, thanks, Joel. Uh, big love to you. Can't wait to... <laughs> uh, I just want to shout out everyone in the chat uh, for being here. Alex, guys, ID, thanks for resubscribing. Final Cookie, uh, loads of love to all of you. I think Depara, I also saw you as well. And also Alex, well done, first time chatter. What's going on? Um, so Six Nations is... An, when is Six Nations? It's this weekend. It is the uh, 13th and 14th of November. You'll be able to watch it on the T-Sports Network. The Six Nations consist of... England, Scotland, Northern Ireland, the Republic of Ireland, Wales, and Sweden. 
why are those the six nations so five years ago when age of sigmar was kind of just in its like proto stage maybe even before first edition or maybe just as first edition occurred uh, these nations got together to try and hold uh, a small kind of inter international event there is a thing um uh, hey rob tevy there is a thing called the aos worlds previously the etc so this is something for some of you who might not know there are national teams for most countries and then they go and play at national events specifically the aos worlds the last the first one was last year it used to be called the etc now this uh year or next year specifically it's going to be aos worlds the honest wargamer and also the t-sport well, the t-sports network um will also be doing coverage of that as well as the wtc which is the 40k world team championships so this is our first uh eight-man team events are technologically quite difficult to cover um and also like it's going to be a really fun production but the important part is is that whatever country you're in there might be a national team and if and you could put a national team together and go and play at the worlds and become the world champions which is kind of the really fun thing um it is a legacy from the 40k and fantasy etc war warm-ups effectively yes thanks floody uh big love to you um are you and adam commentating on all game eight games at once we will so there'll be six teams which means every round there'll be three matches we'll try to cover one match which will be um eight matches at once which will be uh fun um england's probably dominant but you won't see any of them right so <laughs> so england have won every six nations in the past five years they're the team to beat uh, which is going to be pretty exciting i've got some outside bets on wales and in uh, wales and northern ireland as well that uh, doesn't mean i don't think uh scotland don't have a chance but there we go uh so that's the situation if you don't know anything about team format warhammer before just a, another quick little couple of points in order to work out which members of your eight man team or eight person team plays the other eight person team then what you do is something called the pairing process where you put in a card a single one card as a defender your opponent puts in a defender as well you turn them over you reveal them they put in two attackers those two attackers you choose which your defender who's going to play against then you play through go through that process deciding who and what the uh, matchups are going to be the important thing to note about six nations is that there are two battle plans being played between uh each team so the two teams play each other there are two battle plans so when they do the pairing process you pair into a different battle plan me personally i don't like this i think it's confusing for you as an audience but it's basically team events specifically international team events are as convoluted as confusing as possible really it's a great opportunity for loads of people to think that they're very smart talk about how smart they are make it as confusing and otherworldly as possible so regular schlubs feel like they will never have a chance to do anything about it and make it uh uncommunicatable uh, to an audience uh i hope over the next few years uh to be able to make it so that i can bring down some of those barriers and make it so that it makes the most sense to you as a community so that we can understand what's going on right right is there uh hey bad posture painting how's your home you're reporting with two cups of water i'll drink I'll drink to you mm. so each player when they play their match score some points those points go into a pool and those pool of points uh, equal the the round points for your team every team will be playing round points every team will play every other team uh, and then the person the team with the most round points at the end will be the winners Does that make sense 
that make sense to everyone? Any other questions? Uh, is Shilly the England mascot? That's a great question. Evil Greg, thanks for being a first-time chatter. Uh, can you run through who are on the teams first? Um, uh, yes, I can, 100%. Honestly, solid singles lists are a great way to start any team event. There are some team lists that work, but generally strong singles lists are the best. That's true. Okay, um, I'm going to quickly talk about the meta before we do anything else very quickly, and then we'll go through the teams and the lists. Um, did you got the money for the new camera, Rob? Can't see the bar, Bob, and we did not. I just thought it was... I just gave up, if I'm 100% honest, Bob. And, um, anyway, let me talk through the meta, um, and we'll we'll uh, and then we can talk about everything else. Okay, so out of six teams, so don't remember there are eight members on each team. Out of six teams, um, each team has definitely bought a Seraphon list, and they've definitely bought a Lumineth Realm Lords list. The Lumineth Realm Lords lists are broken up into... Uh, two types there's tech lists with 30 sentinels and some stuff or there's 30 sentinels with severith and two wind spirits and those are the lists now there are different sub factions i think there are three helon two zytrek let me just go get my notes um there are three zytrek sorry two helon and one sire but they all contain 30 sentinels it's the most consistent list out of all of the lists that are currently available uh, at this particular one um thank you to uh tristan in the chat uh, for saying hi um uh there's no eumetrica chads unfortunately i'm sorry about that uh lumineth is such a crutch who would play that <laughs> my god i agree anyway so that's probably the most cookie cutter and consistent list and don't forget every team has got 30 sentinels in a one drop that's really important to talk about. We'll look at the list in more detail in a moment. Uh, hey, Piz Paznak, cheers from Poland. Big love to you. I hope you did well at the event this weekend. Um, so uh, there are a total of uh, 180 Sentinels at the event, which is quite exciting. Uh, and thanks, David Smith, for donating five gift subs. Wow, that's so nice of you. Big love to you. Uh, okay. Uh, in the Seraphon lists, we have um three thunder lizard lists two draco tail lists and one fangs of sotek list so each team has got a seraphon list there are 29 salamanders spread across six players and six basilodons spread across six players there's only one fangs of sotek list like to talk about run by team england the rest consists of thunder lizard lists with scotland having the most unique thunder lizard list which we'll talk about in a moment uh, and we'll look at those uh, so that's Seraphon. So lots of Salamanders, lots of Bastilodons. Thanks, Pyrrhus, uh, for resubscribing. Is the least diverse the Six Nations lists have been? Seems like a few more gaming choices than previous years. Um, I don't actually know comparison to other years, so that's a good one. Um, I may as well give something big. I'll be losing five games at Six Nations. <laughs> you've got this. You've got this. Uh, so Seraphon, Salamanders, and Bastilodon. Uh, Bastilodons, Lumineth Realm Lords, Wind Spirits and Sentinels or Wind Spirits and Tech Lists. Those are your lists. Now, the fifth most popular, thanks to Bobbin for donating 69 pounds. Bobbin, thanks, man. That's real nice here. That's, I don't want to say. Thanks, bud. Thanks, bud. In honor of you, we'll review Team Sweden first. That's what we'll do. As a, that's the only thanks I've got, but. <sighs> nice, thanks, nice. Um. Okay, that's throwing me off. Okay, so uh, there are five um, Daughters of Cain lists, five of them. And most excitingly about the Daughters of Cain lists is they're all Marathian, the Bow Snakes, apart from one. 
and i think it's the scottish scottish list will go uh or it might not be um but they're all marathi and the bow snakes apart from one which has no marathi and additional bow snakes <laughs> in fact there are 95 blood stalkers at this event that's right between five different players bow snakes and the bow snakes it's a different band but it's a similar band bow snakes and the bow snakes uh is what it is so that's daughters of cain uh the only team that doesn't have a daughters of cain list in fact actually is team england which is quite interesting they don't have an iron jaws list and they don't have a, a bow snakes list or a daughters of cain list i think that's quite interesting um okay finally their own deadline tour <laughs> I hate when bands change their front person. Me too. Me too. Okay, so the four... Um, uh, oh, sorry. Hold on. Let me just make sure I've got this for you guys. So it's a lot of info. Uh, the uh, the teams that have brought four different factions. So uh, Zinch, Soblight, Grave Lords, and Sons of Behemoth have been taken four times. There's a really great conversation to be had about the Sons of Behemoth lists. There is. I know. Is it interesting? Who knows? But most specifically... Most of them are four drops because they're running double bosses of the stomps. All four of the Mega Gargant lists have four Mega Gargants, of course. However, quite excitingly, JP Gannis, uh, big shout out to him of Listbot, is running a three drop version which eschews taking the double artifact. So normally the bosses of the stomp gives you uh, the ability to take an artifact and we traditionally see um, uh, the double wizard version. Uh, so we normally see a... Um, uh, we see the Amulet of Destiny, and then we see the Arcane Tome, and then also we see the Enchant... Uh, well, sometimes we see the Enchanted Portcullis, and sometimes we see the Glowing Lantern, depending. However, um, being uh, a three-drop versus a four-drop might make might make uh, JP's version of the list a counter-Gargant Gargant list, which would be very interesting for the pairing process. Uh, it really will be. Um <laughs> uh, so the Soblight Grave Lords list cons consists of uh, three Caselli lists and a Vrycross list. The Caselli lists, two of them have got Nagash um, and uh, Blood Knights. Um, uh, oh no, one of them's got Nagash and Blood Knights. Uh, Xi Jinping. <laughs> Thanks for donating £69.69 and £69 69 to the show. I'm very overwhelmed. Uh, that um, the leader of, of China is watching the show and is very excited about the Soulblight Gravelords list that we'll be covering. Um, that's very lovely of you, Xi Jinping. Um, uh, I hope... Oh, fuck. Thanks, guys, for donating cash. You don't have to. Um, if you guys are watching this back on YouTube or you're just like someone who doesn't normally tune in, uh, the ch Twitch chat normally just donates some cash and, and, and subscribe and stuff. Everything we do is free, uh, actually. Um, we don't take any sponsorship or ad money or anything like that off anyone. Um, and so it's just really that that helps us get through uh, the day. So it's really nice to them. So big shout out to them, to them, to all of them. Mm. Mm. And thanks to Believer donating, fi donating 500 bits uh rob have you got any of those destruction lists yes there are three destruction lists i'll talk about them in a moment give me a moment to get through this uh soul black grave lords castelli have talked about that three castelli one vicross the vicross list is from northern ireland i really like it it's much more dynamic however there's a castelli list run by england which we're seeing a lot of play in english events at the moment um which is 
Uh, we'll talk about that in a sec. Um, and then uh, the I prefer the Welsh list. I think the Welsh list is the best Caselli list there, personally, uh, truthfully. Uh, and then <laughs> Zinch. There are four Zinch lists in attendance. <laughs> 220 pink horrors from four players. 220 pink horrors from four players. Um, yeah. That's correct. Three of the lists... <laughs> three of the lists are host duplicitous, uh, which means you can't retreat from them. One of them is Eternal Conflagration, run by one of my favorite people, Mr. Mick Wendell. Uh, he's running the Eternal Conflagration list. I think the host duplicitous list is better, but I'm an Eternal Conflag fan as well. Love the rend on it. I think it's a great play. Big fan. Hope it goes well. Um, from four players. Rookie numbers. Want me to put a link of the list in the chat? Uh, yes, you can if you want to. I'm actually going to... I've got the list to show on the screen. I'm going to go through them in detail in a moment. I'm just doing an overview of the list as we see it. Um, that's... Uh, uh, yeah, as we see it right now. So uh, that's the four lists. Well, that's the, the four categories. So each... So four of the teams are going to be running Zinch. Four of the teams are going to be running Soulblock Gravelords. Four of the teams are running Sons of Behemoth. Uh, in the three category, uh, Slaves to Darkness have been run three times. They're all hosts of the ever-chosen Sixth Circle. Uh, so a lot of people get in. Um, so Australia, especially during lockdown, start of uh, third edition, uh, a lot of the guys in Australia were running uh, Sixth Circle, hosts of the ever-chosen lists. You were seeing Zinch versions of it. Uh, you even saw some Sinesh ver versions of it over there. But the Slaves to Darkness lists are all hosts of the ever-chosen Sixth Circle. They're there's an Archeon in each one of those lists, and most of the units are marked Zinch, which is really important for those reroll ones, and obviously the five up ignore. Um, no core graths. Um, uh, and then there are uh, three Eidneth Deepkin lists, which are quite excited. Two of them are more traditional. England and Scotland have got some Futh One lists. Uh, it's got your, it, it's more traditional. We'll look at them in a little moment. And the Welsh list is mental. It's just loads of Eidolons. Uh, aspects of the storm aspects of the sea it's weird um but there you go uh, <laughs> uh there is three iron jaws lists two of them are blood tooths one of them in a, is iron sons um mega boss and more crush it in attendance with a bunch of pigs we'll look at those in a little moment as well uh and then in the the two category there are two nurgle lists one coming out of retirement terry pike very excited to see him for England play uh, with his Munificent Wanderers list. More of a traditional um, Nurgle list, the list that we're seeing at the moment before the new Battle Tome. Munificent Wanderers is taking a lot. There's a Wither Stave. There's a Great Unclean One. There's all of your normal stuff. And then the Republic of Ireland are bringing a Droning Guard list, which genuinely confused the heck out of me. So that's all I'm going to say. Uh, and then there are two Legion of the First Prince lists, a Welsh list and Sweden are running uh, both of those two, um, which is really exciting. Uh, the other li Nurgle list is my David Smith, the Drony Guard list. That's really exciting. I'm very happy about that. Okay. Um, so there's two Legion of the First Prince lists. One of them doesn't have Kairos in, which really genuinely surprises me. We'll look at those in a moment. Uh, and then the single situation or the single instances of uh, some lists. There's a Skaven list for the Republic of Ireland. Northern Ireland have brought a KO list and also a Cities of Sigmar list in Hallowheart being run by Colin. And then Stormcast uh, is only being represented once at the event by the Swedish, uh, and they're bringing a very shooty Stormcast list. Okay. Um, happy with that? That's a nice little uh, preview. So, but the headlines 220 pink horrors, 
30 sentinels in every Illumineth list, 29 salamanders and 6 basilodons, 3 archeons across 3 different slaves lists, uh, and then uh, 95 bloodstalkers. So, um, I missed this which I have to navigate the ban phase. Me too. But don't worry. Don't worry. Their tickets are going on sale next week for the Super Series qualifier, so you guys can tune in for that. Right, let's look at the list, shall we? Um, uh, this has been put together by the wonderful people at the Six Nations Organising Committee, which is Owen and Dan, so thank you to those. The... Uh, here we go. Right, so... Uh, surprised there are not more Stormcast Eternals. Me too. Uh, I'm very, very surprised by that. Mm. Uh, okay, so Six Nations. Team Sweden. Um, let's look at these lists here. So uh, Lennart Svensson is running the Stormcast Eternals list. He's got one, two, three, four, five Knight Judicators with Griffhounds. We saw this list go 5-0 very recently in a singles format. Battleline Liberators, two lots of allied Dawn Riders. Um, and then he's got the Celestant Prime as well. Loads of loads of pew pew. Uh, we'll see what we think that will pair well into. Not sure. Uh, here is one of the Lumineth Realm Lords lists. It's very cookie cutter. It's like all the others. Uh, Dennis Palmqvist, uh, the Law Seeker with his um, the Law Seekers in there with the Regent and Severith. There's two other Wind Spirits, thirty Sentinels, two Wardens. We're gonna I'm gonna repeat myself a lot on that. So I'm not going to go over time. If you guys, oh, I suppose if you're new, if you're brand new to Agency Marvel, for some reason you've already listened through what the hell I just said and you're listening to this, 30 Sentinels are pretty much taken in every list. As you can see, it's a one drop. It's great for a team format because they've got the ability to just shoot out your characters that are very, very vital, very important. The Knight Judicator list does something very similar. Um, I'm not going to repeat it again when we do go through these, but the Sentinels ignore line of sight. Uh, they do mortals on fives. They're super, super undercosted by maybe 50 points per 10, um, which is why you see, you've see you seen 30 of them in every single list for every single team. Um, uh, I hope you're doing amazing, Rob. Thanks, Believer. Uh, that's really nice of you. Thanks very much. Boo, hiss, rub, other teams. Uh, great guy, great list. Uh, Jonas Paro uh, is running... a. a Two Kraken Eaters, a War Stomper, and a Gatebreaker. As you can see, he's a four drop uh, because he's gone for the double Magnificent, meaning he's able to take three artifacts. This is really important. So this is a core battalion that's accessible only by Sons of Behemoth. And in there, that means you've got the three artifacts. Great conversation about whether or not uh, JP's version of running only one, one less artifact, so two artifacts still, but one less artifact, but being one drop lower is going to work out for him in the future. I like that. Um... Uh, then you've got uh, Adam Saf. He's running maybe one of the more unique of the Seraphon lists. There, don't forget, there are six Seraphon lists in every. Oh, there's a Seraphon list in every team. Uh, he's got the Stegodon Battle Line because he's in Thunder Lizard. Uh, and then he's got the Engine of the Gods, Star Master, Skink Priest, and then only three Salamanders and a Basilodon. That Basilodon's so important because of the commandability allowing it to shoot twice. Back that up with the Sky Streak bows that you're getting here, potentially 18 damage each. Uh, sorry, nine damage each. So that's 27 damage at range coming from the Segodons. They're all monsters, battle tactics for days. Uh, the rest of the Swedish team is made up of Ulf Erling. Really big fan of Ulf. Slaves to Darkness. He's got Archeon and Bellacore. Now, don't forget, in the team's format, you might not know this. You can't repeat War Scrolls. So each team has to have something different. Each team member has to have, to have something different from the rest of its teammates. You also can't repeat Grand Strategies. So each teammate has to... Uh, you have to have a different grand strategy as well. Um, now, he's got Host the Ever Chosen, Six Circle. That does extra damage. Um, uh, so, And he's got Bellacore. He's got Archeon. 
and he's got Chaos Marauders, some Untamed Beasts. They've all got the Mark of Zinch, which means they get to reroll once to save, um, and also the War Shrine. Then you've got Legion of the First Prince. Now, this is interesting because Bellacore isn't in the Legion of the First Prince list in this example, and normally you almost see Bellacore in there. The, the Archeon and Bellacore trick feels odd, to, to put that in this team composition, give it all to Ulf and not have Andreas take any. But Andreas is taken. Uh, two Bloodthirst of Incense and Rage, and the Corn Demon Prince, as well as 10 Pink Horrors, some Plague Bearers as well, and the Blue Scribes. So that's an odd one for me. I find that to be quite odd. Um, but there you go. Are these lists posted somewhere? There's a link in the chat, Ferris, if you want to uh, click this. And if you're watching this back or listening to this as a podcast, there will be a link in the show notes as well. Um, uh, Lyra Pamela was running Daughters of Cain. It's Marathi and the Bow Snakes. It doesn't need explaining. Uh, and then, oh, I suppose it does, but if you're brand new, but Marathi makes the Bow Snakes shoot twice. That's why they're there. Um, uh, and then Thomas Viffel has got um, uh, a Blood Tooth list. So this is Iron Jaws, right? Uh, he's got the Mega Boss on War Crusher twice. And then two Uruk War Chanters, Min Ard Boys Battle Line, and then he's gone for a bunch of different Gorg Grunters. I really like this. I think this is really good, especially with the FAQ change. Um, it makes those Gorg Grunters really, really like rock solid in the output. Um, it's <sighs> the issue with it. It's a ten drop, and I'm worried about one of the Mega Boss or more Crushers getting shot quite early by a lot of the shooting lists. We'll see. That's the Swedish team. The Swedish team. The Swedish team are my um <laughs> i don't want to i don't want to do a pick but good luck to team sweden there you go fluxy in the chat one of my favorite people hi fluxy he'll be rooting for the scottish team in a minute um it's not odd it's just bad says my co-host for the weekends <laughs> team england the current reigning champions and the favorite to take out the event so these they get a little bit of stick they get a little bit of stick at the event um but it's all good fun because obviously you don't want the reigning champs to be the reigning champs. Everyone wants them to, there we go, some booze in the chat. But it's lighthearted and fun because they're the comedy villains, not the actual villains. Okay, right. So <laughs> so Dan Bradshaw with his eye, Neth Deepkin. He's got 10 thralls, uh, three Ishling guard, five Alapexes, and then the Leviadon. These Alapexes, we've talked about this lot in coverage at the moment. Um, they're multi-tuned uh, units. They're able to shoot and fight quite nicely, especially with the stacking buff from Leviadon. And then the Eidolon with the Aspect of the Storm with the Cloud of Midnight could work quite nicely into some shooting units. Uh, who are the actual villains? It's the coverage team. The coverage team are the actual villains. Darren Watson, the only Fangs of Sotek list here available. He's got the Slan, Skink Star Priest twice, and the Celestant Prime. You're going to see the Celestant Prime in Seraphon lists a lot. I talked about this on the stat show already today, but double that up with Comet's Call and also the Realm Shaper engine's ability to explode mortal wounds. And then five Salamanders. Now, only five Salamanders, but that's actually over a quarter of the army in those Salamanders. Those Salamanders are fantastic. Um, they're so, so good. Uh, I did Prime before it was called Stephen AOS. You did, and also congratulations on 4 1 this weekend, you fucking legend. Um, but anyway, this is really good. This is really good. A lot of mortal wounds coming out from the prime and the range mortal wounds uh, from the spell casting, like we talked about. Um, and also Darren's playing it as well. So, and it's a slightly different list to what the other lists are trying to do, which I find quite interesting. He's also got that block of thirty skinks. Um, 
whether or not that has the output to go into horrors not sure uh jp stevens is running the lumineth list we talked about previously double hurricane uh the sentinels he's got blade lords instead of a 10 wardens to go with the law seeker and severith very similar to the swedish list there's just a slight change those blade lords aren't aren't wardens in that particular list and it's a one drop for shooting people off ricky me is running a host of the ever chosen six circle list he's got archeon he's got the varangard he's got the 30 marauders he's got the iron golems where if we look at the swedish list uh he was looking to screen with his untamed beasts here uh ricky's not doing that instead he wants another punch unit in that varangard they're so good with the markers each re-rolling ones to save uh, on their three up armor save and they've got chaos lord chaos Sorcerer lord piling attack into ice um where is the innovation <laughs> and then the war shrine so uh this is a great list it's a great list in singles events um it's especially good list into a it's a great list because you get spell ignore as well as the real ones to save saves the darkness marks each you get a spell ignore so it works really well into spell heavy lists which is why i don't think you've seen many spell heavy lists um and then you've got russ veal from facehammer He's got a Soulblight Grave Lords list. Now he's got this has been played a lot in singles event recently. This la this list. Nagash, the White King on Skeletal Steed. He's got Rousing Commander and uh, Fragment of the Keep. So there's that minus one to wound aura, as well as the buffs. Um once per once per battle, the buff to, to buff up all those blood knights. And he's got 20 blood knights in four units of five and 20 Deadwalker zombies. It's a one drop as well, so he's able to get his buffs up really early as well move up into the board getting the gash to do some pretty dominant damage now this isn't my favorite of these lists this is done really well in uh singles play my preference actually um is actually the welsh version of this list but it's still a great list and russ is going to do really well with it uh steve curtis is running sons of behemoth he was playing this weekend with that uh it's the four gatebreakers it's double bosses the stump I've already discussed it. It's two war stompers, two gatebreakers. Um, so four mega gargants. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, just, I don't have anything else to say about mega gargants. Uh, Terry Pike uh, is running one of the own, one of only two Nurgle lists. He's got the Munificent Wanderers. He's got the Great Unclean one with the Wither Stave. You see this is a lock. It makes you reroll uh, sixes in an aura. Festus, Lord of Afflictions, Sloppity Bile Piper, and Sportsbox Scrivener is twice all of those are going to buff up those 20 plague bearers making sure you can't pile in an attack buffing them so they do mortal wounds and also giving them additional attacks he's got the emerald life swarm as well to to bring those guys back as well uh we've seen lists play like this normally we've seen more monsters in this list but it does have a lot of plague bearers and it's going to play really really well on the primary which is really nice for this list um and then tom morsley uh is uh running zinch i've talked about everyone haven't i Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Tom Morsley's running Zinch, uh, and it's 30 horrors, two lots of 10 horrors, Soul Screen Bridge, Kairos, Boost Scribes, and the Ogroid. Slightly different to uh, the Welsh version of this list and a couple of the other versions of this list as well. He's taken the Ogroid um, instead of another unit of 10 pink horrors. And I would argue, normally see Kairos, normally see the Blue Scribes. Um, and I would, I mean, I don't know why the Blue Scribes are in here because you're rerolling the saves anyway, or rerolling the casts anyway, but that's a side note. Um, uh, the Ogroid's got a D6 Mortal Wound spell, uh, meaning Kairos can not only do his Mortal Wound spell, which is flat six Mortal Wounds, as well as Bolt of Zinch, which is another D6 Mortal Wounds. He can also cast the Ogroid spell for an additional D6 Mortal Wounds, which should help him achieve more battle tactics, which is um, uh, are the two plus you don't stop the bridge. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Stephen has pointed out that Scribes is the way to guarantee the bridge. 
um, across the board. Uh, Soul Screen Bridge, just so we don't have to talk about when this list comes up again. You Soul Screen Bridge across 30 pink horrors. Use Destiny Dice to auto-charge, and because it's hosted blisters, you can't run away. Hmm. Whereas Terry's list is a combat list that wants you to fight it. If you fight it, you take mortal wounds and die as you hit it, and then it hits you back. So it's quite a good list for that. Um, the Oddroid. <laughs> so that's Team England. Uh, booze in the chat, but also cheers in the chat. Good luck, Team England. Team Scotland. Um, Andy Curry is running his Lumeth Realm Lords list. He's running Severith, the Double Wind Spirits, the 30 Sentinels. Uh, he's also taking the Blade Lords to go along with the Law Seeker and the Lord Regent. An almost identical list to JP's uh, list, but I think that they're different. Nope, they're even the same sub faction. So no one says Age of Sigmar is predictable. Uh, JP Gannis uh, is running. Now he's running that uh, Sons of Behemoth list I talked about. The fact that he's gone for double bosses of stomp, but he's made it so he's three drops. Is that going to change? Um, he's gone for double Gatebreaker and double War Stomper, which I think is the better build. Um, does that mean that that's going to change how the pairing process is going to go? Gargant into Gargant? That's a great question. Uh, that's a great question. Uh, John Bayliss is running a Seraphon list. He's got some just some core uh, Saurus Knights and Saurus Guard as his battle line. And then he's got two two lots of two Salamanders, the Basilodon. Then he's got the Stegodon, the Engine of the Gods, Slan, and the Skink Priest. So this is Thunder Lizard reducing damage by one. Uh, the Basilodon is going to do really well shooting twice. And Salamanders just take names and murder stuff. Um, uh, so it's just... Uh, very competent at murdering stuff. It's very competent at achieving battle tactics as well. Uh, the slan and the engine of the god. The slan's um, uh, really good for also dropping down the mortal wounds as well. So, and the stegodon was king chiefs. Good, very good. Sky Street bow, additional mortal wounds. And then there's a cheeky curse if you get curse off, which is fine. Don't know what you would even curse. Uh, what you would attack after? Oh, who knows? Um, anyway, so that's John and his Seraphon list. And then uh, Paul Deduca with his Ideneth Deepkin uh, is running uh, Battleline Thralls, Tidecast, and the Eidolon, Eidolon aspect of the Storm with a Cloud of Midlight, which is uh, identical to what we've seen from the uh, English team on that front. We haven't seen them take the Arcane Tome. That's been used in other places uh, in this team construction. That Cloud of Midnight probably going to come in quite clutch against some different lists as well. And then he's got five, five Alapexes and a Leviadon. Again, those Alapexes really shining through at the moment. Um, as we saw on TTS earlier in the year in Age of Sigmar 2. Um, and so it's no surprise to be seeing the Alapexes uh, as well. David Jack with his Soul Black Grave Lords list. Now, this is a slightly different one in his Caselli Dynasty. He still has 15 Blood Knights in three fives and then another 10 Blood Knights for 25 Blood Knights. But he's then got the 20 Grave Guard as well, some Fell Bats, and he's got the White King on Skeletal Steed and then Manfred as well. So he hasn't gone for the Nagash version of this list, instead, gone for slightly more bodies. Maybe slightly more output as well. Those Blood Knights will do some pretty significant damage on the charge. Uh, and Manfred is also a great counter-charge piece, like getting charged and running away. Uh, so I'm really excited to see this list play. Uh, Lee Martin is running Daughters of Cain. It's, it's Bow Snakes and the Bow Snakes. No Marathi. It's in Calibron. Bloodrack Reg Blood Reducer is the general. Um... And he's also got nine Shadow Stalkers and five Heart Renders. So Bow Snakes and the Bow Snakes, which is really quite exciting. 
Nathan Watson's got Zinch, Host of Blistus. He's got Kairos and the Blue Scribes. Then he's got the 30 pink horrors, 20 pink horrors, 10 pink horrors, the bridge and the portal. So as you can see here, he hasn't gone for the Ogroid, but has been able to get himself an additional 10 pink horrors over the English version of this list. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Dude, our day. We'll do that on Thursday. And then Mike Callahan with his Iron Jaws list. He's got Mega Boss and War Crusher twice, two War Chanters, 10 Brutes, five Brutes, 10 Our Boys, and then three Gore Grunters. This is a great list. Really great list. And I'm not sure what it pairs well into. I've been trying to think about this for a couple of days. I don't think it pairs into much well. Um, it pairs into loads of things well, but I don't know if it like auto wins, but it is a problem list. Those Mega Boss and More Crushers, don't forget, um, can go very fast turn one. One of them can use Mighty Destroyers. Oh, I mean, they both could use Mighty Destroyers. One of them can use the Faston. Uh, Faston for 36 inch move turn one. Um, so unless you bunker up right, it could really get you, which is uh, and do some amazing damage, some amazing damage. Uh, uh, thanks, River City Gaming, loads of love. Yeah, I'm I'm really starting to be on the men now. So thanks, man. That's really appreciated. So that's Team Scotland. Very excited for Team Scotland. They came last at the six, uh, the, the last Six Nations. So Team Scotland got absolutely everything to play for. They are the team that if even if they come fifth out of sixth. They're in a great spot. So I'm, I'm really rooting for Team Scotland. Also half Scottish myself, so slightly biased there. Um, don't skip the Irish LRL list. You tell me how to play. <laughs> Team Ireland. Mick Wendell is also running uh, Pink Horrors. He's running um, a Zinch list with two lots of 20 Pink Horrors and then uh, another 10 Pink Horrors. And then he's running the Changecaster, Kairos, and the Blue Scribes. So similar to the other list that we saw, but we haven't seen the big brick of 30 pink horrors. But because he's in internal conflagration, the pink horrors are um, uh, going to have Rend 1. Uh, thank you to Quantum Flea for subscribing. Uh, so they are going to have uh, Rend 1 on their shooting. But then I'm surprised I haven't seen the Fate Master in there for the reroll shooting which is really quite surprising. He's got the Umbral Spell Portal, the Soul Screen Bridge, and the Soul Snare Shackles. I don't really understand the point of having Soul Screen Bridge if you don't have the 30, but um, there we go. Uh, slightly different. Uh, Ken Chambers uh, is running Slaves of Darkness. He's running Archeon. There's Slaves of Darkness, Demon Prince with Corn, three Varangard, three times, all Mark of Zinch, which means they're rerolling ones. I've talked about this already. Um, very strong list going to do a lot of output archeon's going to be really solid in this list as well nathan sanderson lovely human being is running sons of behemoth uh, he is running a four drop version of the um, mega gargant so he's got three kraken eaters and a gatebreaker he's got double magnificence so he's got the artifacts it's a four drop four drop versus three drop that's the conversation at the weekend and then richard flood yeah um has got a Lumineth Realm Lords list. He's running Severith and the Law Seeker, Novenari Lord Regent, which is quite interesting. Uh, then he has got th 30 Sentinels, 10 Wardens, and then 10 Wind Chargers. The points he saved has got him another 10 Wind Chargers. This is in Helon with two Hurricane Wind Spirits. And I think I like this list more. I think I like this list more. The Wind Chargers do some amazing output. The thing about the other lists is uh, i mean he's still got the wind spirits the other list is it doesn't matter the wind spirits are great wind spirits are great but he's going to be able to turn one hit you with all the shooting from the wind chargers the sentinels it's a one drop and the wind spirit shooting it's amazing loads um 
they have my heart. Yeah, this is a this is a good list. I think I prefer this version of the list, but we'll see. Um, and I'm very excited to see Floody play. So congratulations to him, uh, John Twomey for team. This is the Republic of Ireland, by the way. Um, he's running a Draco's Tail list with a Slan, Skink Priest, and the Astro Banabera. And he's got Min Battle Line. And, but most importantly, he's running eight Salamanders and then additionally a Basilodon. That's a 1,000 points of Salamanders. And this is absolutely the right way to run Seraphon. This is 100% the correct way to run Seraphon. Um, the Draco's Tail uh, list, basically the Slan will put all of the Salamanders in his mind to deep strike and then drop them within 18 inches. I know what you're worried about. You're, oh, Rob, it's a two-drop. That means the Lumineth list will shoot him off. It's unlikely they'll shoot him off because Osaurus Guard are going to bodyguard protect wounds for the Slan while he's in the Realm Shaper engine. So plus one save, minus one to hit. Um, I think he'll be fine. And then he drops down all eight Salamanders and just nukes everything. Um, big fan of this. I like that John committed to the Salamander list here. I think this is the right play compared to some of the other lists. Um... Oh, I ordered your standard first Prince Army. Looking forward to learning Sigma. Well, that River City Gaming. Wow. You, that's a great list. That's probably one of the most techie lists you can play. You're going to have a really great time with that list. Good luck. Uh, Ken Smith uh, is running the only Skaven list available. Uh, he's running a Vermilor Corruptor and Thankwall. And then a Plague Priest, two more Plague Priests. And then he's got a ton of Clan Rats and a town of plague monks i quite like this because he's taken curse as his prayer scripture so he's going to be able to do mortal wounds or sixes to wound i like this this is fun this is really fun the plague monks i uh, do a lot of attacks if you double that up with curse you could go through some stuff uh Thankwell works really 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 well into pink horrors so uh i'm quite surprised yeah it doesn't work well into much else. It's very important. But it works well into that. Uh, great army choice. So you can bully the pairings because the Zinch lists for the other teams, don't forget there are four of them, uh, well, three, uh, including uh, Republic of Ireland. It's a great play. Uh, then David Smith, what a treasure, is running Droning Guard. Great and clean one. Another great and clean one, and then he's running the Lord of Afflictions as the general. He's got 20 Plague Bearers, and then he's got two lots of two Pusco Blight Lords, and then three lots of three Plague Drones. And I'm very excited to see him play and understand why he has brought this. I don't know what, how it plays, but I'm excited to see it play. Uh, I don't know what he's trying to counter with this list. Maybe he's just looking to, looking to get bust every turn. <laughs> but this this commentator is personally confused by that list that's all i'm gonna say plague bomb is it gonna be a plague bomb you don't even have oh he's got sloppity okay so you do have sloppity to do additional no if we don't know how it works neither can our parents perfect okay all right and then finally will is running a calibron list it's marathian the bow snakes uh but it's only 10 bow snakes uh no it's not it's 15 sorry I missed that. There's 15 post snakes. So that's the that's the Republic of Ireland. Up against Northern Ireland next. Dave Kane is the only person bringing KO to the event, um, uh, which is uh, an interesting take, and I quite like it. He's got the the chemist, the admiral, and the Endrin master with the Endrin harness. He's got ten thunderers and then two lots of five thunderers, and he's got the gun hauler, 
five, six prosecutors with Stormcall Javelins, and then he's got uh, the Ironclad and the Frigate in this list as well. Now, don't forget the Frigate is in the Alpha Beast Pack, and it's been FAQ'd that the pregame move for that is also uh, going to allow them to fly high. So the, um, the Arcanaut Frigate, the Ironclad, and also... Um, yeah, those two in the Alpha Beast Pack are going to be able to fly high turn one and bring all of their guns to bear very, very quickly, which I really like. Um, uh, so, I, yeah, really like this. Dave's got a very unique list and maybe causing a bit of issue in the pairing process. I would say Northern Ireland maybe got the greatest... Uh, Northern Ireland or Wales got the greatest shot to take out Team England, uh, and they'll have been thinking about it a lot and practicing a lot. So uh, I'm excited to see them... Uh, play Stephen Mitchell, AOS Stephen, uh, in the chat. He's running the Thunder Lizard list. Uh, Min Battle Line, two times 10 Skinks and five Saurus Guard. There's Saurus Guard babysitting that Slant Storm, Star Master. Then he's got the Engine of the Gods, and he's got the Skink Priest and Skink Stars here. He's got four Salamanders in total, two units of two, and then two Basilodons, two units of two. Now, uh, the Basilodon shooting twice is really key. Again, that's a thousand points of shooting available in this list um working really well into demons so legion of the first prince stuff also uh might quite work quite nicely and those salamanders being there i don't know if i wouldn't like to have just seen the salamanders swap out i'm not sure for the basilodon the one basilodon the six salamanders but uh steven knows what he's doing he's been pushing this this round a lot and recently as of this weekend went 4-1 uh with this list so he should do really well uh neil montgomery um uh, is a little bit of a treasure uh, and he's running Iron Jaws. He's got the Mega Boss and War Crusher twice, two War Chanters, and then he's got all Gore Grunters apart from two units of five Brutes. I do like these lists. Uh, this is a nine drop, though. I wouldn't mind seeing Iron Jaws list try to do the one drop variant um, so that with only one more Crusher. But um, uh, the two Mega Boss and War Crusher provide some pretty significant threat, both in output and board space. So it'll be fun to see them paired into the right things. And then Chris Gaves Jr. Uh, is running Daughters of Cain, Marathi and the Bow Snakes, and then he's also got three lots of nine Knight Shadow Stalkers. I'm a huge fan of the Knight Shadow Stalkers, Stank Stonkers, and I think actually um, those three units of nine, as well as the Heart Renders, are going to give him a lot of options. Um, you could triple relocate all of them um, to go and nuke a unit. Uh, you could do some really fun stuff with that. I really like that. And also Chris Gaves Jr. Um, has had like two years off uh, and he's probably going to come back with some big vengeance. One of the star players of the Northern Irish team uh, is Chris Caves Jr. Uh, then Solomon Morrow uh, is going to be running Soulblight Gravelords of Frycross Dynasty. So this is the more dynamic uh, of the Soulblight lists. He's got two lots of 20 Deadwalkers, two lots of 10 Direwolves, and 20 Graveguard. And then he's got Manfred, the Vampire Lord on Zombie Dragon, then Baladama, and the Necromancer. So... There's lots you can say about this list, but basically he's got more tools necessarily than the Blood Knights, but the Blood Knights maybe are just better War Scrolls. Um, I won't take any sal the Sallies to standalone event, but they work in teams. Uh, hey, Joe Rath, uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, I wouldn't take the Sallies to a standalone event. Uh, I mean, many people take them to a standalone event, but okay. Uh, then Pete Pratt is running his Nurgle list. So uh, this is... Oh, wait, is there three Nurgle lists? I messed up. There are three Nurgle lists. Damn it, I thought there were two. Um, and he's running Munificent Wanderers, very much like Terry. He's got the Lord of Afflictions, the Great and Clean One, Slotted Bar Piper on the Spoils Box. He's got three lots of 20 Plague Bearers, 
and then four Puskal Blight Lords, and then some Untamed Beasts for some early door screening, as well as the Palisade. Uh, so that Wither Stave for re-rolling hits is going to be really, really important. Um, and yeah, uh, some good combat on those objectives. And also giving himself the ability to fly over his own Plague Bearer blocks with the Puskal Blight Lords, buff them up, um, uh, and then just try and make them hit those key battle tactics over those turns. Colin is running Cities of Sigmar, uh, and he's running Hallowheart. So again, the Northern Irish team uh, have the most uh, varied lists, I would say, compared to, to everyone else. Uh, he's got the Rune Lord, the Battle Mage, the Celestial Hurricanum on Celestial Battle Mage. And then he's got 30 Iron Drakes, 10 Longbeards uh, twice, and 10 Iron Breakers. And then he's got two lots of five Life Takers, and then those 10 Protectors. Now, um, oh, John Twomey on Team Ireland. Oh, lovely. Um, uh, so the 10 Protectors are a big deal. Uh, like we've talked about before, 51 attacks, twos and twos, rend one, damage one, work really well potentially into pink horrors uh, to fight their way out. 30 iron, and also really well into mega gargants as well. 30 iron drakes also going to work really well into both of those two threats you might see knocking around. Those protectors have also got a really fantastic save. And then he's got the soul screen bridge. So he's got some pretty good magical dominance uh, available to him via the hurricane and the battle mage and the fact that he's hollow heart as well. Um, the protector bomb, uh, bomb is badass. Yeah, the protector bomb is great. Yeah, it's going to be really good. We've already seen it play at Blood Tithe. So here it is again. So I'm excited to see this play um, at this event. That's 30 wounds on a two, effectively a two-up save. So pretty unique and also pro provides a unique problem. Maybe similar problem to the Castelli lists with the Blood Knights. There are a lot of wounds on a very good armor save as well. Then Chris Archibald. He's push, pushing forward his uh, Lumineth Roll Swords Zytrek list. He's one of the few people bringing the other version uh, of Lumineth. He's still got 30 Wardens, uh, sorry, 30 Sentinels in his list. He's also got 30 Wardens in 10s. He's got the Ballista, uh, the Spell Portal, and the Life Swarm, and he's got Techless. So no Wind Spirits for Archie. Um, uh, they don't have Angor Raiders there. <laughs> Uh, I wanted to bring Celestials vetoed. Oh, interesting. So that's Northern Ireland. Uh, a real good shot for taking out the event, in my opinion. And then Team Wales. Uh, another team with a really good opportunity to take out the event. Um, you've got Greg Shelton. He's got my preferred preferred Soulblight Grave Lords list. This is in the Gash, Manfred, and the Vengori Lord. Uh, the Smash Bros, as I call it, with battle line of three lots of 20 Deadwalker zombies. This is super strong as a list. Really, really strong. Uh, you clump them all together. There's the minus one to wound and the minus one rend bubble around the gash and Manfred from the Vengori Lord, um, as well as the Grave Guard San Grave San Shot. It's a great list. That's what I'm saying. Twitch chat. I love this list. Uh, Matt Goldsborough. Uh, he's been playing a lot of Luminous Realm Lords. Uh, so I mean, recently a Stormcast player, but he's running Sire. He's the only person running Sire uh, out of the six players running Luminous Realm Lords. He's got Techless of one of only two running techless he's got the wind mage no one else is running the wind mage he's got and then he hasn't got one brick of 30 sentinels instead he's got a 20 a 10 and then he has 20 wardens and 10 wardens and then he has one allied in alapex with the net launch meaning you can't pile in and that's a one drop now this is uh, he's also got goading arrogance on the wind mage this is a very different lumineth list to the other lists yes I'm reading out Sentinels, but most of the other elements, well, the Wind Mage specifically, um, as well as the Allied in Alapex, is quite different to the rest of the lists. Um, 
And Goading Arrogance is the best command trait in the game. Uh, I agree. So this is going to be... Uh, this is really good and it'll be interesting to see how matt does chris myhill is running a list that i didn't expect to ever see he's got an aspect of the sea an aspect of the storm and another aspect of the storm for an eidneth deepkin uh making meaning he's got three eidolons none of them are monsters which is wild um <laughs> it's just wild one of them does have the arcane tome and flaming weapons and then he's got the soul scryer and another soul scryer and then he's got 10 reavers and two lots of 10 thralls and then he has one big brick of ishlin guard now those are the defensive eels as they're known now I, he might be looking to get curse off and use the ishlin guard with all of their attacks to potentially uh do all of that damage or maybe there's a particular list he's trying to pair into i would love to know what your thoughts are in the chat or in the comments below on who you think it's trying to pair into but there we go uh dan george is running a unique uh, <laughs> Sons of Behemoth list in that it's a one-drop compared to the three-drop variants. But that does mean he's only got two artifacts in his list. Um, uh, the, is that right? Yeah, the Universal Art. He's got the Amulet of Destiny and he's got the Glowy Lantern. So slightly unique. But it is a one-drop, which is different. I'm very surprised we didn't see six gargant lists um out of six and then andy hughes is running a draco tales list again five salamanders uh min battle line just like we talked about before with a basilodon so similar to the other two lists only he's got slightly more salamanders uh than uh, and he's also got the celestant prime so he's kind of stolen a bit of uh, darren's list and he's similar to steven's list but there we go uh oh, so unique <laughs> alex bruce uh is running uh marathi in the bow stakes list but he's only gone for 10 a uh, one brick of 10 blood stalkers that's quite important because those blood stalkers are able to shoot in the hero phase so you want as many of them shooting in the hero phase as possible but he hasn't gone for a 15 and he's only gone for a 10 and he's also in keltnar as well uh meaning that uh those blood stalkers become battle line and then he's gone for a lot of life takers so he's gone for 25 life takers five units of five uh, and then he's obviously got marathi as well and a blood rat medusa hey tarquinex uh i hope you're well um uh now this is fairly unique i don't know if he's got the tools to buff the life takers to go and damage stuff i also don't know what he's trying to play into with the life takers they could do some amazing damage on the charge but i don't know which is he trying to take out plague bearers i don't think he does it i just don't know what the list is trying to fight which is good uh so it's slightly different to some of the other lists simon weekly fresh off his 5-0 um at the justice series gt is taking 60 pink horrors uh lord of change and a change caster uh the cogs and the soul screen bridge uh, in host duplicitous and then rick myhill is taking the legion of the first prince list with bellacore sloppity bar piper uh the slave Sedarmus demon prince scrivener contorted epitome bloodthirst women sense and rage and then plague bearers as battle line and the sort of screamers of siege so not too far off the standard um list that we would see for one of the uh um, the legion of the first prince list aos unique nations so twitch chat your time to have your say what do you think about all the lists now that you've seen them in the team format i'd be quite excited to know uh i've had some thoughts uh i think the prevalence of uh sentinels in one drop 
really gives you some indication of just how strong that war scroll specifically is um <laughs> uh the pink horrors similar conversation very strong um and very competent in a team format uh the salamanders and the seraphon i think that's one of those really interesting things um that we saw the reason that i think that's interesting is because they probably are the most versatile of all lists able to get themselves out of most situations um i think if you pair the pink horrors into the right list you can just probably auto win uh, but the Salamanders and Seraphon are able to probably get themselves out of a bunch of different situations, which I think is nice. Um, some nice variation, honestly, yet still loads. I expect to see if that makes sense. That's good, Team Ankash. I agree. I think nobody's ever forgotten Seraphon. Great army for good players. That's true, Eric. So as you can see here, there are more things. <laughs> How do you pronounce homogenous? It is homogenous. It is. It is you you guys are right but there is a variety of lists right like there are there are some standouts not there there are there for instance are no um uh nighthorn but nighthorn are terrible they play really badly at the moment in in age of sigma there's no sinesh but similar conversation they play really badly uh, at the moment there are no corn but they also aren't doing very well as is uh, there are corn elements in some lists there are no ocr bone reapers again they generally are in the mid-tier and aren't doing well. And if you take in the gash, it works better in Soul Blight Gravelords. It's quite wide, I think, ultimately. But yeah, I mean, some of the lists are just very, very strong. There's no Gotrex because Gotrek was never a problem. And anyone who thought he was didn't really get it. Um, I feel the one-drop Sons uh, Behemoth list uh, is just a better versus most lists. That's interesting, some Norwegian dude. That's interesting. Um uh, surely the only way to make Sentinels not auto-take is making them unplayable like Skyfires back in the day or rewriting the War Scroll. Uh, I don't agree with that. I think you could just add 50 points on and I still think that they'll find play. Uh, there are no Gits because none of the teams have class. Uh, I'm disappointed there's no Beast of Chaos. I'm not surprised though. Uh, they've only got a 30% win rate at the minute. Um, I mean, it's very clear that as a meta is formed. Tarquin X, I agree. I agree. So the real question about the three different types of lists, Owen talked about this on the show earlier, is what types of lists have we seen? And those are Swamp lists, which we see in the Horror Spam lists. Uh, there's Hero Hammer, so Nagash, uh, and those lists, the Archeon version of that list. Uh, so there's the Hero Hammer list. And then you've got the Shooting lists. And the Shooting lists probably are the most common. Sentinels are the shooting list. Seraphon is the shooting list. Marathi and the Bow Snakes are the shooting list. So as much as it might seem like uh, some of the lists are fairly problematic, it seems like the shooting lists are fairly dominant. First time I watched uh, watched these wasn't it? I have my Swedish color on me. I love that. Yes, Bobbin. Let's go. I think Fly Nurgle list is an Alpha Strike Swamp list. Uh, interesting. Uh, hey Tristan, big love to you. Uh, flashes back to Godric Faction. There's nothing to see here. <laughs> All right, so uh, <laughs> um, uh, some quick follow-ups uh, for you guys is the draw. So uh, there is a draw. So let me just put this up on the screen for you guys. Uh, oh, hold on. I've put up the wrong image. One second. So there's this draw. So some of the teams don't know who's playing who. I think they may already have been told now. Uh, it might have already ha been happened before we did this show. Uh, but they don't know. So this is going to be the res this is going to be the draw for the weekend, and boom, round one. Scotland will be playing Wales. Sweden will be playing England, and the Republic of Ireland will be playing Northern Ireland in round one. 
Uh, round two, uh, England will be playing Scotland with the uh, Republic of Ireland playing Sweden. Uh, got my flags right there. Or is that Northern Ireland? Shit. Northern Ireland, sorry, playing Sweden. That's right. Uh, and then uh, Wales will be playing Northern Ireland. So that's going to be a hot... That's going to be a hot round. Um, I think that that's going to be a really hot round two. Round two is probably one of the ones that's very exciting because you've got two of the contenders, Wales and... Uh, oh, no, wait. No, that's not... No, I've got that wrong. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Round three is the one where you've got uh, Wales versus Northern Ireland, two of the contenders to take out Team England playing against each other and then as if uh, as if it was planned by the tos uh, you have wales versus england and then northern ireland versus england going into round five um with uh some teams really having to show their metal early on sweden uh, looking to push down team england round one this is what they're going to do um trying to get an IRL ban on the world uh, but it's so <laughs> England afraid of James Smith wanted to play when he was drunk <laughs> maybe <laughs> so there you go those are the uh, those are the rounds so it's quite exciting if you are one of those nations and you want to support your team do tune into the T-Sports Network this weekend if uh, you are someone who's interested in generally the world's format um, it'll be quite exciting for you guys to tune in because this is a precursor to the AOS Worlds event next year, which there's a load of different uh, teams playing next year. Um, if you would like a longer deep dive of the lists, uh, if you like a longer deep dive of the lists, there is actually uh, a long uh, rambly deep dive of the lists uh, done by me and Adam Mumford uh, on the Honest Game Patreon or the T-Sports Network Patreon, either one of those. Uh, so you can tune in for that and uh, go and have a listen, which is good. Right, I'm done. Any questions? I think I nailed that. An hour. There we go. I smash that. Um, really excited. Anyone got any questions? Anyone got any thoughts? Tristan, would love to know if there's a com commonality between list archetypes between the teams or if they're different. The approach to how you build a team is something I'd love to see more on. Truthfully, truthfully, Tristan, I feel like most of the lists are just singles lists. I think I, I think we've seen, yeah, I would say most of those lists you would see go to a singles event, if not all of them, truthfully. Um, so some of them are maybe, uh, there's no second half of the show with no one being here, Gilly. Um, there's no second half. It's just, this is it. This is me. It's me done. I've, I've delivered information and I am oot. I'm oot the hoose is what I'm going to say. Uh, Canada just opened our open team selection. Excellent. Maybe we can see you at the Worlds. There's no consistent method of picking teams between the countries. That's true, Rob Kelly. There is no consistent way of picking teams between the countries, and that's probably because the organizing body wouldn't be able to force those countries to do that anyway. Um, it is 8 p.m. Choo-choo. Uh, just now it's open. Eyebrows raised. I know. I just wanted to hear it from you. Oh. <laughs> good uh we're gonna be doing live coverage all this weekend me adam mumford uh i think intern matt's gonna be there uh i know for a fact that math mallow is gonna be part of the team as well as mark is gonna be there so we've got a great little team gonna go do the coverage it's gonna be fun what do you think will be the dominant lists so actually ah, 
the hardest part is thinking about the pairings because obviously the teams also have to think about the pairings as well what plays well into what and i wrote like i was trying to think which lists work really well into which other lists marathi and the bow snakes maybe doesn't play that well into the sentinel one drops the lumineth lists i don't work think work very well into gargants apart from the fact that they can maybe move block the gargants maybe but I don't think they have the output to take out the Gargans. So I don't think the Sentinels into Gargans works well. I think that's why Gargans are so dominant. Um, Sentinels work well into everything else. Uh, the Seraphon list, I think, works into everything because it's got the most attempt to play. Um, because it can, it can pivot quite often, which I think is fun. Iron Jaws is a great list, but I don't think it works dominantly into anything. I think it works well into everything, but I don't think it dominates any of the lists. Whereas the pink horror spam lists work well into everything, pretty much, I think. And I think that's really key, that there are three of those in attendance, four if you include mixed version of the list. Um, and I think they actually work really well. So the, the, I, like the bully list, so in the pairing process, I feel like... I mean, depends on team composition versus team composition, but I think that actually those lists work well. I think the Marathi and the Bosnix lists work well. They're really, really good. Uh, but ultimately, um, they maybe get outranged by the Sentinel lists. Um, I don't think they work as well into... I, I think they're fine, but I think actually, we'll, even though there are five of them, I think we'll see them doing medium compared to the rest of the lists. Um, uh, so uh and then some of the outlier lists i'm not really certain about i mean it's great that uh, someone's brought thankful to go into the horrors i think that's a great little pick uh but yeah it's it's gonna be um best overall team comp in terms of lists it's a hard one because everyone is um trying to do something different i think i think in my opinion a couple of the irish lists feel like clangers don't hate me, Ireland. You know I love you as, as a people. Um, I think the Welsh team's lists are great. I'm worried about Dave and his KO, um, but I feel like the, the Northern Irish team have thought enough about it, about what they're going to put that into, specifically the six prosecutors as well. It's, it's such an interesting pick, putting them in. Whereas um, uh, the Welsh team... The Welsh team is all about it, but then I just can't get on board with Chris's list. Like, there's a clangor as well. Like, I'm not saying it's not great but i'm worried about that list because i just don't know what the eidolons are doing personally um i really really don't uh and then yeah that's the one that i'm uncomfortable with. and i'm also don't know what alex bruce's list is doing in wales as well with the dok so that's the one that that, that bothers me um ireland i'm very unco i'm very uncomfortable with the nurgle list that I like. Oh, sorry, not the Nuggle list, the Skaver list. Like, I like it. I like the Plague Monks. I like the Clad Rats. And I like Thankwall. Um, but I'm uncertain about what it pairs into. And I think it pairs into some stuff really, really badly. Um, uh, and then... Uh, Scotland. I like Scotland's lists. Scotland's haven't messed around. Like, David Jack's got a nice version of Soulblight Gravelords. DOKs are on point uh the zinch list is on point 
especially with Kairos. I, I don't get the 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 horror spam list without Kairos. Kairos is, in my opinion, the best war scroll in Age of Sigmar, hands down. Um, uh, Mike has got a good Iron Sons, Iron Jaws list. The Seraphon list is good. Um, the IDK list is good. Uh, the LRL list is good. So like, I quite like Team Scotland's overall for composition. The English team have got a good composition as well. Everything's strong. Uh, nothing messes about there. Um, it feels like based on singles lists, but they all feel like singles lists as well, right? Uh, which is the interesting one. Very interested to see how Dan Bradshaw does with this uh, this Ineth Deepkin list. Uh, Dan's had a, a tough time past couple of events, um, being given Gargants, uh, uh, playing with his LRL at Blood Tithe, uh, and that not working out too well for him. So be interesting to see how he does with uh, this IDK list uh, and what it pairs into. Um, yeah, and then Ricky as well. Uh, Ricky, I don't know if Ricky and also Terry have had a lot of play. Um, they might not be playing at events, just playing at home. And then Sweden, it's fun seeing the Swedish mechs. because I know Sweden play a lot of Warhammer. So I'm liking a lot of their lists as well. I like Ulf's version of the Slaves of Darkness list. Uh, I don't understand Andreas's uh, Bloodthirster list for um, Legion of the First Prince, uh, but that'll be fun to see. Uh, it really will. I like Lennart's version of Stormcast Eternals uh, with the Knight Judicator list because it pairs really nicely with the Lumineth list um, because then you've got two very aggro shooting early doors lists, which is what good. Um have to be great in team format especially all the shooting going around they do have to be good into the sh so you think that the eye and the deepkin are there for the shooting okay it only works if you pair them into the shooting that's what it is okay well thanks for tuning in uh i'm sorry the guys were away this weekend but it feels like the right time for them to be away uh because uh we got to do this together which is really fun so this weekend Age of Sigmar Six Nations, the largest international event. Oh, no, the AOS Worlds was on this year, but it was second edition. So it's going to be um, really, really fun. A lot, of, a lot of this is going to come down to pairings. I agree with that statement a lot. It's been a load of fun talking about these. It's going to be a load of fun talking about them the weekend. So uh, do join us for that at the weekend and keep up to date with the events. Uh, don't forget to join me again live tomorrow on Twitch. In fact, join me live all week apart from Friday, I think, but maybe Friday. Um, this is going to be great, but it does make me miss Owen's comp tournament where he banned some factions. It was super interesting to see what emerged. I agree. I think there's a really good conversation to have off the back of this. I'd love to see you guys have it on Twitter, have it in the show notes. If you're watching on YouTube, tweet at me. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast and stay hydrated, um, uh, I always stay with Mondays. Well, the boys will be back next week. The boys will be back next week, and we're going to be redoing our tiering show. A lot of the YouTube thugs, mad, mad as hell, about uh the last tiering show and the audio problem so this next monday we'll be back to do the tiering show um again and uh hopefully it'll be better this time so you guys will be uh too many models that are a problem can go into multiple armies though uh see you friday legend uh i think looking forward to doing some table bossing and laughing my ass off at adam yes think before you skink i'm looking forward to seeing you as well uh right see you at the weekend i'll either see you at the weekend or I'll you guys will see me at the weekend tune in get yourself some beers in get yourself some popcorn uh let's talk about some war hammies uh get you get your national shirts on whoever you're rooting for uh, final chance to say in the chat which team are you rooting for 
That's the big one. Because if you're not one of the Six Nations teams, who are you rooting for? Like, Guy, who are you rooting for? Um, talk to me about that. Davidams is rooting for England. Uh, Plymouth Troll says is rooting for Sealand. Uh, Nogel Matthews rooting for himself. That's a great team. I'm on that team too. Bobham for Sweden. Uh, Rob Kelly for Northern Ireland. Uh, Canada for motherfucking England. Oh, okay. It's exciting. All right. Uh, Denmark uh, here all up for Sweden. I suppose all the Nordics are up for Sweden, so that's going to be good. Uh... <laughs> uh, right. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you listen to the podcast, stay hydrated. If you watch this back on YouTube, thanks for being a thug. And if you're one of the Twitch chatters, love you loads. Uh, you're great. Um, thanks for the donations and everything else earlier. That was very, very kind. Um, and uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for being honest, Wargamers, and thanks for subscribing on Patreon. See you guys soon, and love you loads. Bye.